love the silent hours of the night. That's when my thoughts come to life. Those are the late night conversations. I don't mind losing sleep over. Join me on the late nights with your Tammy. Welcome to another exciting episode of your favorite show, The Late Nights with Just Dummy. Today, we'll be talking about public speaking and the role of effective communication. With me here is Brendan, who is the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel that teaches people the art, um, the art of um, public speaking. Hi, Brendan. How are hey, you? Hey, Umi. Very good. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. It's actually um, a privilege to have you on the show. Privilege and honor is mine. Thanks for having me. So, can we meet you? How did you start this? Yeah, absolutely. So, when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. Thank Think you. of it like pro- it's like professional sports, but for nerds. Mm. So, other guys my age were playing uh, football or rugby or some other sport. What I did. Well, as I applied that same competitive spirit to presentations. Wow. So for three years, yeah, I know it's bizarre, but I presented <laughs> 300 times, coached dozens of people on communication. And wow. by the time I got a job in Canada after I graduated, I just asked myself a simple question, which was, how do I make a difference in the world? That's when the idea for the YouTube channel came to me because I realized that a lot of the communication content available on YouTube was really bad. Yeah. You hear advice like, Oh, Ayumi, you should like uh, get up on stage and speak or you should uh, be yourself. And I'm like, what are you supposed to do with this advice? So I created Master Talk so that the world could share their ideas and, and that they can share important things that matter. Because communication is so important. Yeah. I mean, communication is so important, yet it's so expensive to get a coach. So I said, what about the people around the world? I mean, that's why I love doing interviews internationally. It's great to see kind of the impact and what Master Talk has become after I started it. I have been privileged to actually watch your YouTube channel and it has been insightful. So I'm happy to have you on the show once again. Um, is public speaking a skill or a talent? Huh. Is public speaking a skill or a talent? You know, I always used to think it was a talent. Oh, you're born a great speaker. But, but I've learned over the years that it's 100% skill. And the reason I say that is because that was my story. You know, growing up in a city called Montreal in Canada, uh, one of the required languages in the city is French. And I didn't know French, but my parents threw me into a French education system. They said, you gotta wow. learn the language. <laughs> You're multilingual now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what happened was, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm fluent in French today. Yeah. But the, the challenge was, in the education system, I was presenting a language I didn't even know. Wow. So you would see me in a grade one, grade two classroom, and I was seven or eight years old, looking at everyone and going, bonjour, and that was my life. <laughs> like, I just didn't know what I was talking about. And that's why I'm so passionate about communication, public speaking, because if I could go from presenting in a second language to being the speaker that I am today, I'm mm-hmm. confident with master talk in the videos, everyone could master this important skill. Yes, sure. So which is more important um, to you, content or delivery? Mm, Yeah, the famous debate, the war. 
Yeah, let's let's end the war and let me give you the the perfect final answer. To okay. This. Right. So so I want you all to imagine, and not just you, Ayumi, the everyone who's listening right now, mm-hmm. of your high school teachers. So you're going to high school. You're learning. How much do we actually remember from high school? To to, yeah. to be honest, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the honest answer to give because I would give you the same one. I don't really remember much either. But the issue wasn't the content. I mean, all of our professors are very well educated, whether they live in Nigeria or Canada. You know, they they study in university for many years. They get a great yeah. education. Yeah. So content can't be the problem, right? But then let's look at the opposite scenario. Let's think about our favorite speakers in the world. Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Brene Brown, a lot of the top speakers in the world. And if we ask people who attend those, uh, those conferences, we go, what did you like about their speech? They generally respond something like this. They go, wow, this person changed my life. But what lesson did you actually learn? Oh, <laughs> that wasn't, wasn't really a lesson. It was, you know, I learned from Tony that I need to not give up and keep going. So even with the best speakers in the world, mm-hmm. nobody also remembers anything except one or two key ideas. Yeah. So what's the conclusion? The conclusion is that provided your key idea is solid, provided that your 1% of content is outstanding, spend the other 99% delivering it in a way that people remember it forever. Wow. Which makes absolute absolute sense. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Hmm. So how should a speaker address a hostel audience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know my trick with dress code. It's very simple. Always adapt to your audience. So if if you're in an if you're in an online podcast episode like this one, well, you don't see me at all. So I can wear whatever I want if I want to wear anything. I can exactly. But we guess same with anyone. But but if you're in a corporate boardroom and you know everyone's going to wear suits, then wear a suit. So if you're not sure, always dress above. So if it's business casual, you're not sure, dress business professional. But it's always easy to just check with the audience. Just call the organizer and ask. That's an easy way of approaching it. Okay, so you haven't answered the question, really. How does a speaker address a hostel? Um, oh, audience. you said you said address. I thought you said dress, like yes, dress code. Yeah. Uh, you meant address, like speak to. Oh, okay, yes. gotcha. Sure, I'm happy to reclarify that. Yeah. So what that means is when we think about addressing an audience, it really depends on the type of speaker that you are. I would say the big focus there is you want to spend a lot of time thinking about your introduction. Yeah. So what does that mean? What the best speakers in the world do is they present the introduction 50 times. So it, there's not really a particular rule I like to give, oh, you need to say hello and say your name. I, I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff. For me, it's more, what is your key idea? And what is the most interesting way of driving that key idea, of communicating that key idea? And then once you figure that out, just keep doing it over and over again. Okay. And ask your audience, what do you think about my introduction? And if they all tell you it's boring, then rework it. <laughs> okay. At the same spot, like right there and then? No. So, so the one thing I want to emphasize with public speaking is you'll never get it right the first time. 
Okay. Even even professionals like me, whenever I present a new keynote, I never get it right the first time. It, you have to be willing to practice and practice and practice. It's the same thing with stand-up comedians, you know, people like Kevin Hart or you yeah. know, Chris Rock, a lot of those big guys. You know, they, they, it looks like they're just always funny all the time. That's not true. They're Netflix special, you know, they're big specials. They spend years mm-hmm. developing. They spend yeah. years practicing. telling really... Yeah, practicing, telling really bad jokes in smaller <laughs> yes. venues. Mm-hmm. They figure out the jokes that really stick. So even those people get laughed out of the room too. And that's the point I want to drive is you really want to focus in on trying the same thing over and over again until it's perfect. Same thing with me. Why do I do so well as a podcast guest? Not because I'm special, not because I'm this master communicator. Yeah. Or because I'm being asked the same questions hundreds over of times. and over again. Exactly. Nobody asks me what my favorite fruit is on podcasts. <laughs> no one asks me what my favorite TV show is. They keep it on topic, which means I know my topic, and you will too, as long as you keep practicing. Yeah, sure. So, can you give us um, some tips on how to deal with stage fright and anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the question I always like to start with when it comes to fear is to remove that negative language. And the way that we do this is by asking ourselves the following. How would the world change if we were exceptional communicators? If I was an exceptional communicator, how would the world be different? And when you start to think about that, that answer is going to be different for everyone you talk to. Somebody who wants to start a YouTube channel, if they communicate better, they'll share their ideas with more people podcasting, same thing. But that's also true with the tough conversation with their family. If they get better at communication, they'll be able to tell their family what they feel about a specific topic or argument. Communication is everything that we do. It's every interaction from the delivery guy that we talk to, to the dinner conversation with their families, to the way that we communicate with them. That is the secret that I want people to understand. Once you understand how the world would be different for you, that's when you start to really tackle and face your fear head on. So that's part one. Part mm-hmm. two is now that we have a good answer to the question or we've thought about it, we need to now make a choice. And I'll make, I'll use Brene Brown as an example. So Brene is a top expert in the world on vulnerability. She has a TED talk on YouTube that has millions of millions of views. And she's very public in that tech talk when she says she doesn't like public speaking. She's, oh, you know, I'm an academic. You know, I do all these papers. I don't yeah. really like public speaking. So the question we need to ask ourselves is why does she do it anyways? And the reason she does it is because Brene understands the following. She understands that the single mother who has seven kids doesn't have time to read her books and doesn't have time to read her research papers. Yes. So she needs to make a choice. And that choice is, do I leave all of my knowledge, all of my information in the place I want to leave it in, which is books and research papers, or do I make an effort to present a simple presentation that anybody from Nigeria to the States, to Japan, to anywhere that they can watch and hopefully learn something. She mm. made her choice in the same way that I started Master Talk when I was 22 years old. Wow. Of course, I had a lot of fear when I started. I was talking to executives double my age. If there was anything that I felt, it was definitely fear. But I overcame it because there were kids, teenagers, people who are my age, people older than me, 
who couldn't afford communication tools that I charge clients like crazy amounts of money, but that can't afford me. So what are we doing for those people? It's a belief system that allowed me to crush my fear. It's a belief system that helped Brene Brown say, no, my message is more important than my fear. So in the same way she made her choice and I made mine, now it's time for all of you to make yours. Okay. So what's the best way to prepare for an impromptu speech or presentation? Yep, so I'll give you a simple trick for impromptu. Impromptu, all you gotta do is practice an exercise called the random word exercise. So all you gotta do is you pick five words in your house, could be towel, couch, basement, floor, and you make random presentations out of thin air. So I've done this exercise thousands of times. And if you do this exercise a bit every single day, you'll get better every single day. And I'm happy to demonstrate it as well if you want. You wanna give me a random word and I can show you. Okay. Um, book. Book, sure. So now I need to make a random presentation out of the word book. So here I go. As I walk down to my basement and I look at the staircase of books, standing on each case, standing from books across all ranges and topics from history to science, to the arts, to personal development, to cooking, every single book in my bookshelf has a meaning. Books are such a fascinating invention. In the same way that an Instagram post or a Facebook post or even a LinkedIn post can last for a couple of days or even a couple of moments. Books are this fascinating tool that lasts even thousands of years after publication. Books are a wealth of knowledge that help us bring the world's information together, that help us collaborate in a way that's powerful, that allow us to share our ideas with the world. So in the same way that every page in a book has knowledge worth sharing, our lives are like a book where every single page is just waiting to be written. So I ask you all today, the next time that you open a book, don't just read it, but start to write your own. Write your own story, write your own book, write a tale worth telling so that thousands of years later, when somebody opens the book to your life, they'll read it until the last page. Oh my, that was so creative. <laughs> yeah, so I know you kind of went, you went easy on me. You gave me an easy word, but I, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought it would uh, entertain you a bit since you're kind of late. Wouldn't have done that. Looks like one superpower. No, no, no. You will do that once you remember, I've done this exercise 2000 times. Yeah. 2000 times. 2000. Like right. Not two times. I've done this 2,000 times. Like 2,000 times. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's the message I have for people. If you do this every day five times, it'll take you five minutes, Mm. not five hours. That that was just a minute, right? I just did something random there. And if you do that for a year, you'll have done it 2,000 times too. You're close, like 1,800, whatever. Practice and practice again. That's the key. That's what I did. That was probably my 60th time doing the word book. (laughs) So there you go. So um, something just came up. Um, do you think reading improves um, public speaking? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't think it's the one that is the, the most bang for your buck. So what that means is it's not the it's, it's a good investment of your time. But I think there's more techniques that can help you improve faster. But reading is definitely helpful, too. So what are techniques to help us improve faster? 
So, so definitely the random word exercise, do that every day. Yeah. And, and the other technique I would give you really quickly is the puzzle method. So um, think of it like this. Public speaking is like a jigsaw puzzle. Do, do you guys do jigsaw puzzles in your country? Yeah. Long analogy short here. Public speaking is a lot like jigsaw puzzles. Start with the edges first. It's just most people do the opposite. They get a presentation. They shove a bunch of content in. Shove, 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 shove. But they get to the presentation, they present it, they ramble, ramble, ramble. And then they get to the end of the presentation and they go, uh, yeah, so thanks. That's probably <laughs> so boring. Nine, probably like 95% of all the presentations I've heard. But there's an easy way to fix this, right? Start with the edges first. Practice your introduction 50 times, not three times, not five times. Do it 50 times. It'll actually only take you an hour. Do the same thing with the conclusion 50 times what's a great movie with a terrible ending right it's a terrible movie so That's same true. thing 50 times you do this for two hours you'll be really good at communication okay so this is actually the last question so what's the role of communication in effective public speaking right so so the way that i think about this is that it, they're all one and the same. Public speaking is communication. Communication is public speaking. I usually don't like to differentiate the two, but what I will say is the more you get better at one type of public speaking, the better you get at all of them. So what do yeah. I mean by this? As you get better as a conversationalist and you're able to have discussions with people, you'll get better at presentations. As you get better with presentations, you'll get better at being a podcast host. As you get better at being a podcast host, you'll be able to become a better podcast guest on and on and on. Communication acts as a multiplier. So start tasting different styles of communication mm -hmm. until you've mastered them all. Okay. So do you have any last words before we end the show? Of course. I'm, I'm happy to end with the book recommendation and life advice. Okay. So book recommendation is Thirst by Scott Harrison. I think Scott Harrison is a genius when it comes to marketing when it comes to messaging, branding, public speaking. It's a book not many people recommend that I think is very underrated. So I highly recommend Thirst by Scott Harrison. Check it out if you want to master communication. Okay. Life advice, for those of you who have made it this far, the life advice is as follows. Be insane or be the same. Wow. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you want to make a difference in the world, if you want to do something important with your life, the only way to do that is to be crazy. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid like me started a YouTube channel in his mother's basement, not on vlogs, not on pranks, but on public speaking and communication tips? They don't want to coach executives double his age the year after, but still lives in his mother's basement. Hmm. Dances alone in that basement an hour a day, karaoke's in eight different languages, doesn't own a car, and loves Justin Bieber. How does <laughs> any how does any of this make any sense at all? Yeah. And that, my friends, is the point. When every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you'll probably be very successful. So be insane or be the same. Wow, Brendan, this was a very insightful episode. Thank you so much for joining. 
the late nights with just Dami today. Um, we've come to the end of this episode. So we'll meet again. It's your girl, just Dami.